Welcome back to Perspective, a podcast produced by Catch Business School. Today, we're discussing the topic of gender discrimination in the wine world with Florine Niva. Florine is an associate professor of economics here at Kedge. She holds a PhD in economics and her work focuses on agricultural economics, in particular wine economics. She's worked several years as an economic analyst in the wine industry in Bordeaux before joining Kedge back in 2006. She was also a visiting scholar at Cornell University in 2018 and 2019. And her research applies uh, principles from consumer theory, industrial organization and marketing to address empirical questions related to wine markets, seeking to understand how they function. Her research heavily relies on quantitative approaches, statistics, and econometrics. She does what we can call applied research, which means that she uses the insights gained from economic theory or economic analysis to solve real-world problems and help stakeholders from the wine industry make better decisions. So, Florine, your main interest uh, lies in studying the reputation phenomenon. Can you maybe explain to our audience what that is? Yes, I'm mostly inter interested in studying uh, the reputation phenomenon, especially in the wine industry, and mostly its determinants and its impact on, let's say, prices or demand on markets. For instance, I have studied how individual and collective reputation interact in the wine industry. I have also worked on the dynamics of wine prices, on how wine experts assess wines, among other Uh, topics. And recently, I have started analyzing the place and role of women in the wine industry. Right. And uh, so this is indeed what we're here to discuss today. Um, <clears throat> so lately, this is a topic that has been receiving notable attention in the media and especially on social media, uh, where many are now speaking up about gender bias in the wine industry. And it, it seems it all started with a recent cartoon featured in the, the December issue of um, French magazine En Magnum. Can you remind us what it was all about? Uh, last December, the French wine magazine En Magnum has published a cartoon caricaturing a woman, possibly a, a salesperson from a, a wine merchant or a wine distributor. And that lady was trying to sell wines to a man. This lady was dressed in a suggestive attire. A line suggests she is willing to offer sexual favors in exchange for the sale. I also like to say that the drawing of the caviste is not very flattering either. However, I haven't read many comments on this aspect of the cartoon. The comments generated by the cartoon, especially associated with the lady, have been uh, published on, uh, on social media that has been the receptacle of, uh, let's say, violent, abusive, and insulting comments. While a famous wine blog has uh, chronicled the less publicly available comments, like uh, private text. Uh, these comments can probably be seen as a kind of harassment. Mm -hmm. and harassment is not my, my current research topic, but it raises several questions about the place and role of women in the wine industry. Right, and so, so to get back to the topic of discrimination, how, how is discrimination characterized today in this industry? What are, what are the driving and perpetuating factors of the current status quo? 
So uh, here we are talking about uh, gender discrimination in the workplace in the specific context uh, of the wine industry. It means, that, that's the definition of discrimination, it means that women are treated unfairly or let's say less fairly compared with men mm -hmm. because of their sex. And the wine industry is still described as a patriarchal and or male-dominated industry. I'm not blaming the wine industry, <laughs> let's be clear about that. Many other industries are male-dominated. We can talk, for instance, about the aeronautics uh, industry. And it is also important to note that women are making some progress in the wine industry. Maybe a couple of figures here, 40% of people awarded with a prestigious Master of Wine title are women. Ah, mm. Women in the wine industry also represent 3% of CEOs in comparison to only 1% in global industry. So suggesting that the wine industry is becoming more gender diversified than other industries. Nevertheless, we have to be aware that this discourse about, let's say, the unstoppable uh, rise of women in the wine industry mm -hmm. hides figures that highlight the gender imbalance. And um, what would you say is setting the wine world apart? Um, what's particular about the way it treats women compared to other industries? So one, one specificity of the wine industry is that there are a lot of small family businesses at the grape and wine producing level as well as at the trade level. And in a family business, business activities are entwined with family relations. And these relations are often ordered according to gender. It means that women need to do more to ensure that they will not be considered just as the winemaker's daughter or mother or wife. Mm. It also means that uh, some of the wine businesses are historically in inherited companies. And in such a context, inherited companies, female heirs still suffer from discrimination. Several studies, um, like, like some conducted in France by Céline Bessière, point that in ordinary cases, male heirs inherit the farm or the winery to ensure generational continuity. In the same idea, uh, there is also a kind of monopoly of men in the transmission of wine knowledge to their sons. Mm -hmm. Women are often excluded from this kind of learning process. And, and families are not always aware of what women learn out from outside the family, some new academic or social or cultural skills that can be helpful to innovate and deal with market uncertainty. Right. Another specificity in, in the wine industry, but also more generally in the agricultural industry, uh, is that the lack of physical strength is discussed as a factor explaining gender discrimination, especially in French wine companies. Uh, women are considered um, weak in comparison to men, and using machinery, which is possible to help with tasks involving heavy lifting, is often associated with men. We can add that in the French culture, fellowships or brotherhoods um, that are uh, well known in the wine industry have traditionally excluded women from rituals related to wine and tastings. It also prevents them from interacting with people governing uh, the wine industry. Okay, and, and what does literature um, teach us today about the way the wine industry treats women or other minorities for that matter? 
I would say that existing studies point all in the same direction. It is quite hard for women to reach leading positions in the wine industry. Women are usually clustered lower than men in the hierarchy of wine companies, usually in supportive positions. Mm. It's a pity because women have always been involved in agriculture, grape growing, winemaking, even if often behind the scene. Uh, plus, in many universities, women outnumber men in viticulture and enology programs, mm. representing sometimes 60% of a cohort. <laughs> Nevertheless, the discourse about the unstoppable rise of women in the wine industry hides another reality. If you follow these students later in their career, women evaporate like the angel's share of a barrel. <laughs> Some of the mi minorities in the wine industry are not well studied yet. Uh, however, it's a very recent uh, trend. There are several recent testimonies published in US newspapers showing what discrimination black people face in the wine industry. So it's, it's an emerging trend and it will become for sure uh, an important topic for the wine industry. And uh, has any study been led on the way maternity may impact this gender gap in this industry? Yes, a, a recent and detailed case study of a, an Australian multinational wine organization showed that a successful career for women is synonymous of minimizing career breaks, especially maternity leaves. Mm. So it suggests that women's career must conform to those of men in order to succeed. So women have to mimic men to succeed in that industry. All right. And, and would you say that the situation is roughly similar from one country or one region to the next? I'm, I'm wondering, for instance, if there's any noticeable difference between um, old world and new world wine industries? In reality, few countries and wine regions have been studied regarding this topic of gender discrimination um, in the wine industry. Okay. We, we have knowledge currently, mostly qualitative knowledge, mm -hmm. about France, Australia, California, and a couple of other countries. Clearly, there is a need to study several countries to investigate if, if it is a global phenomenon mm -hmm. or if there are some country-specific situations. Okay, so, so we do need more research on the matter. Um, but hopefully the fact that, that voices are rising for women and minorities in the wine world shows that there is an interest uh, globally for such studies to be funded and, and for light to be shed on the way that the wine industry actually treats female professionals. Yeah, I think so. I think we need more, uh, more research. Uh, there is now evidence of the successes of women in the wine industry. And more and more research testifies uh, their rise to their rise, especially as winemakers and sommeliers. Mm -hmm. On the other side, the media paints a glossy image of some elite female winemakers. But this image is decontextualized from the reality of the broader wine industry. So hiding what really happens to women occupying positions in in management, in sales, finance, marketing, administration. We can also talk about bottling and packaging at both managerial and non-managerial levels. This uh, glossy image is also hiding what happens to women's representation on boards, on governance institutions, and other positions of power. Mm. So nowadays, women contribute individually and collectively to the wine industry, and they help 
shaping the wine world. However, if we go back to the cartoons story, it was mm -hmm. only two months ago, I realized that there is still progress uh, to be made. Right, and, and do you think that such progress is on its way? Um, what's your prognosis? I think that in the future we will see changes in the labels of wine bottles. Uh, probably that more and more female winemakers and or female owners of wineries will put their own names on their label. It's maybe more usual for, for men. Mm. And it will be a great affirmation of the achievements of women in the wine world. If women traditionally have been excluded from the wine industry, it's also partly because of their gendered roles that currently they contribute to changing the face of the wine industry and the culture of the wine industry. So I think that women need to apply for jobs uh, in the wine industry. All right. So um, thank you. I think, I think we can close on that recommendation. Thank you, Florine. Um, I'd like to remind our listeners that you teach principles of economics to freshmen and research methods to master students here at Catch Business School, as well as wine economics, of course. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.